0: Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. It's 2019 and things are looking rosy on this podcast. My guest this week is Jill Kerr from the Blue Diamond Group, a chain of garden centres growing apace. She works with Friars Roses, is supporting the recently formed Rose Society, and we're working together on a Rose Festival in June 2019. My thanks to Sutton's of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast. Remarkably open weather for January... And every mild day uh, is another one off winter, as far as I'm concerned. Already, uh, the days are beginning to lengthen. Uh, And and last Friday, I took a trip up to the West Midlands to visit uh, Ashwood Nurseries, Uh, you know, the business operated by John Massey. Their restaurant was absolutely packed and with good reason. Yeah, great food and great prices. Uh, I particularly enjoyed visiting the houseplant area. The houseplants are displayed in a really large conservatory with underfloor heating. And on a sharpish day, it was uh, really very nice to walk into that warm, humid atmosphere. And they had some very good value plants too. 13 centimetre cyclamen at just £2.50 a time. I don't know how people grow them for the money. My congratulations to uh, all those folk at Ashwood uh, for the uh, remarkably fine plants, both inside and out. Keep up the good work, folks. Well, it might have been quite a long holiday break over Christmas and New Year, but boy, things still keep happening. Uh, I was very interested to read that uh, Bay Tree Garden Centre uh, up in uh, Spalding have bought uh, a new centre they've got going to take control of Dent's Garden Centre in Hillgay on the A10 just outside of Downham Market. It's a great debatery, great family business, that. I've known Reinup Baylor, the uh, proprietor for years. He came across to this country as a knifesman, budding roses. Boy, that was a tough job, bent back, bent double, uh, doing that right the way through the summer. And they've built uh, a very... uh, Exciting and uh, very interesting garden centre things keep happening there, I'll tell you. Oh, and I also uh, see that the David Colgrave Foundation is offering a two and a half thousand pound scholarship for horticultural research. So, uh, if there's a student out there uh, who's interested in applied research, uh, undergraduate or postgraduates studying anything, doctoral degrees, then um, The DFC charity say that uh, this new scholarship offers a unique opportunity to explore a fascinating area of horticulture in genetics, genomics, breeding, biotechnology, biochemistry, physiology and molecular biology uh, of horticultural plants. You know, we do live in an age when scientific knowledge desperately needed and if there's uh, youngsters out there looking for a bit of financial help with their education, then they should get on the DFC, David Colgrave Foundation website, and see uh, all the necessary application forms. Now, in terms of application forms, it's the Young School Gardener of the Year competition, relaunched, uh, and any school that thinks they have a a bright young gardener, of pretty well any age, you know, from 5 up to 16 or 18, they should... uh, get an application in for that too. There was uh, one other bit of news which uh, disappointed me a bit I suppose. The slug pellet metaldehyde will be uh, withdrawn from sale from the spring of 2020. There are alternatives. We have organic types, not quite so effective in my view Uh, and if you are using the metaldehyde types, if you just put one or two pellets under a tile So they're protected from uh, wildlife and that sort of thing. The slugs go underneath the tile during the daytime where it's nice and dark and damp. And, of course, you'll get a much better effect uh, having used the bait under that sort of protection. Now, what about advice? Uh, You may just hear in my voice, over the Christmas and New Year... I had the most terrible cold, uh, and I found that one of the best cures was to get really well wrapped up and dig for an hour or two. Goodness, that helps to uh, clear the lungs, and when you get back indoors, you feel so much better having uh, several lungs full of fresh air. And not only that, you can see where, you, where you've been with uh, all the digging done. I did manage just uh, an hour or so on my daughter's Reading allotment over that Christmas period, and I don't understand why so many of our allotments have to look so rough and unkempt, and, well, little more than a resting place for rubbish. Come on now, if you own an allotment, if you can get it tidied up and the land dug before the end of February, then you'll grow much better crops into the late spring, summer and autumn. If the weather turns against us and it gets really cold and rough... Well, there's a flood of new catalogs. I had five come in one day over the Christmas break, and they're full of fascinating stuff. I really don't understand. You know, we used to just have one catalogue a year. Now every company seems to send out three or four. So much for the paperless society. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Our guest today is Jill Kerr. Uh, She's from the Blue Diamond Garden Centre group and she's buyer and events manager. Uh, But we've had some contact over roses. Now, Jill, it's been quite a busy year for you and I and roses and all kinds of things. But how are things in Cheshire today?
1: Good morning, Peter. Um, Well, things are looking up uh, as far as roses go. Uh, We did have a very, very busy year Um, I know we'll probably talk about that uh, going forward, but it's been a wonderful year for roses last year, and we hope very much to to build on that going forward since 2019.
0: Now, now Blue Diamond is a a fairly recent um, brand name within the garden industry. How many centres do you have at present?
1: Well, Blue Diamond actually um, has been going for quite a few years. Um, I mean, it started out, Peter, in uh, the early 1900s under the Blue Diamond guise, uh, a little bit like Friars Roses did, a family-run business. Um, But in recent years, it's sort of gone from strength to strength. It's now the third largest garden centre group in the UK. Uh, And to date, we've got 30 garden centres, um, having bought nine more uh, just in the last year alone. Uh, So it's really, really grown in size. um, And hopefully, there's more growth going forward.
0: I mean, to have bought nine in the last year, goodness, that is an advance, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, Peter, yes, it's been a tremendous year. We took advantage and bought some um, existing Wyvale garden centres to add to the family within the Blue Diamond Group.
0: Right. Uh, And now, can we talk a bit about Friars? Uh, uh, It's a really lovely old, well-known family brand name. Um, um, I remember being on the show circuit with both Frank and Gareth Fryer, both of them lovely people, Mm. great Mm. memories, and some wonderful roses they've introduced.
1: Absolutely, Peter. Well, I'm in a lucky position that I started working for Fryer's Garden Centre, where I'm actually based which is now owned by the Blue Diamond Group, of course. Uh, but I started working for the Friars family um, about 10 years or so ago. And that's when Mr. Gareth Fryer still owned the business. Now, Blue Diamond bought it in 2011, but we also bought the brand of Friars Roses. And as you said, there's some tremendous rose varieties which were bred by the Friars family. Um, and whilst we look to introduce new roses going forward, we're also very, very keen to maintain the heritage of many of the brands of roses and varieties of roses which were bred by um, Arthur Fryer, his grandfather, uh, the the late Arthur Fryer, uh, and also by Frank and Gareth. Um, Just one that springs to mind is one called Warm Wishes. Um, Now, that was introduced sort of late... Eighties, early nineties, I recall, and that went on to win many prestigious awards. I think it had eleven, if my memory serves.
0: I mean, that's a really lovely rose, Jill, isn't it? What would you call the colour? I mean, is it is it a salmon pink?
1: It Uh, is. It's a hybrid tea rose. It's a lovely soft peach coral colour with a high fragrance. And I think that's something that um, customers certainly want in a rose. Um, Not so much just the the colour and the beautiful disease resistance and the green foliage, but the high fragrance as well. The whole package, and Wishes certainly has that.
0: I mean, most of the fryer roses uh, that I remember and sort of know and grow are of the hybrid tea type, you know, really um, traditional, formal, triangular sort of shape and really beautiful roses. I mean, there's there's scores of them, isn't there?
1: Absolutely, Pete. I mean, the hybrid tea roses, I'm sure your audience will know, uh, that's the more traditional shape. So it's just one rose on a a single stem. And the point of difference with the Friars rose is that it's normally... Quite a vibrant colour, good disease resistance and, and, and the scent, of course, which stands it apart from many of the varieties. But there also are the floribunda roses, of course, where you've got more blooms per head. And they look a really fabulous rose in the garden. So, you know, there are friars bread roses for both of those varieties. Um, and then obviously there's the climbing and rambling roses and patio roses. I could go on, Peter, there's so many of them.
0: <laughs> well, in a number. Uh, I've got a list in front of me uh, that you've named that... that uh work for charitable purposes i i mean if i go quickly through my list here i've got the mayor who, which, yes. is, which is the mayor of nutsford there's little angel which i'd like to mm-hmm. come back to speak about because uh-huh. that raises money for tree aid i think it really does
1: yes there's yes. the
0: duchess of devonshire she's a lovely uh-huh. lovely lady yes absolutely uh, and and 90th anniversary that must be a popular rose that was named for the queen's 90th birthday i think it
1: was. A couple of years ago we launched that one at RHS Hampton Court. So um, as well as looking at the heritage and keeping the heritage of the original roses um, bred by the Friars family, going forward Blue Diamond really want to sort of um, encourage amateur breeders and source overseas rose breeders and growers. Um, and that's why we're then able to launch lots of lovely new roses for various charities. I think that roses are a way of promoting awareness of the charity whilst also raising money for those particular charities. Um, With all our charitable roses, Peter, we as a group, Blue Diamond, donate £1.00 to the specific charity um, linked to that particular rose. So, for example, um, picking up on the, the rose Little Angel, which was launched for the charity Tree Aid. Now, £1 will go to that charity from every rose sold, and the charity then uses that £1 to buy a tree, which is planted in Africa, and that tree enables um, or produces a sustainable food source to allow people in um, less well-off countries to actually um, grow their own food and create a more sustainable way of life.
0: can you describe Little Angel to us, the actual rose?
1: Little Angel is a beautiful floribunda rose. Now, that one's more a white or near-white colour with a semi-double bloom. Just a light fragrance on that one, uh, but a beautiful sort of bushy growth would be lovely in either the ground or in a container. And as I say,
0: one pound from every rose um, it does go to the charity Tree Aid. I mean, that's quite, that's quite a lot of money when you think about it, isn't it? One pound for each, very often when they're rolled, it's just 25 or 50 pence or something, so it's a very yeah. generous donation.
1: Well, we like to think so, but we also like to support lots of charities uh, by doing this very thing, because not only does it raise awareness of the charity, which I think is as an important part of this process, as is donating money by Blue Diamond, um, it, it's, it's a lovely thing that we do as a group uh, i don't know if many of the rose growers and breeders and garden centers do this kind of thing but we have found it gives publicity to the charity um where that publicity may not have been able to be uh, achieved in the past
0: well and you're also supporting the industry overall with the newly formed rose society uk
1: yes we're really pleased we could do that um, Rose breeders, as you know, are in in many ways a dying breed. It's such a very difficult business to be in. Um, Who knows what will happen this year with Brexit, but that's another story, Peter. Um, But, you know, I was thinking to myself today, growing a rose is a two-year process. We start speaking to um, our growers for the group you know about this time, for roses, which will be taken from the field two years hence it 's a very long process, and the process of actually developing a rose, the budding of it, the grafting of the rose it 's very labor and skilled intensive work, and all of that takes time and we are it 's just becoming very difficult to find skilled people to do all of that uh, and so the the rose industry does need all the help that it can get and The newly formed Rose Society is a fantastic way, I believe, of of raising the profile of people within the industry, breeders, growers, um, stockists such as ourselves, promoters of buyers' brand, and we've done what we can to support them last year um, with donating to them.
0: Yeah, and and the sun, in its wisdom, for the first Time last June had its rose festival week which proved mm-hmm. a tremendous success uh, quite surprisingly to us because it takes several years to establish these things usually mm-hmm. and, and, and one of your uh, garden centers uh, I think in the Channel Islands one of our prizes for the prettiest rose
1: Yes, I believe so, Peach. which is fantastic. Um, obviously, the Sun did a really brilliant campaign. Uh, and a lot of people got behind it. Uh, so as part of that, we agreed to donate 50 pence from every rose sold of Friars' Roses during the month of June to the newly formed Rose Society. And also we um, donated vouchers a- a- alongside with the-, the prizes donated by the Sun newspaper uh, to winners of the Prettiest Rose competition. And we had some brilliant entries, some beautiful roses.
0: Yes, because, I mean, there is, I think, two sections to the rose enthusiast world. There are the keen exhibitors who produce some quite fantastic stuff judged to quite specific standards. But we were uh, doing our best to involve everyone so that if you happen to go into your garden on the appropriate weekend, picked a rose, popped it into a jar and took it to... uh, a participating centre like one of the Blue Diamonds, you stood a chance of winning a prize and we got some very pretty roses.
1: We really did and as you say, Peter, it wasn't something that you had to be uh, an an experienced rose grower to do, uh, literally just cut off a, a bud from the garden, uh, hopefully your own garden, and uh, <laughs> take it into this <laughs> Blue Diamond Centre. And it worked really, really well. We had lots of people participating, talking about it, uh, you know, in the local press. So hopefully it'll be something that we can maybe look towards doing. Hopefully the sun will be behind this kind of thing uh, this summer as well. Uh,
0: uh, without question. We're going to uh, uh, give it another go this coming June. Uh, We've got the dates already fixed. If I get my diary out, I can soon check that, I think. Uh, um, And it'll be a similar sort of arrangement. Uh, All those garden centres taking part, not just Blue Diamond, there'll be others across the country where uh, listeners and readers can take their their bloom in. Yes, I've got the uh, date here. It's the 22nd, uh, the first Saturday of our particular Rose Festival. Uh, And and I think... uh, because people found it very successful last year it's going to go from strength to strength.
1: Well, I hope that's the case Peter certainly it's excellent to get people of all ages um children older people people who never really thought about gardening before involved uh, which I think is is what we you know aim to do going forward at, you know certainly as a group and getting more and more people involved in gardening at all ages.
0: Yeah. I have roses in my garden that have been there for well uh, I think, better getting on for thirty years now. Um, That's amazing. Yes, and and they all have a sort of story to them, you know. the The original flower carpet, the first one that came across from Noack yeah. in Germany, is still performing brilliantly in my front garden against the yew hedge. I mean, roses—you you have a job to beat them for value for money mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. they're in and cared for.
1: Absolutely my sentiments. I was going to say, Peter, people might think, gosh, why am I paying, I don't know, fourteen pounds for a rose perhaps but then if you think about the work which I mentioned earlier involved in the budding of a rose in the two year process to to get from the budding of the rose to the lifting of the rose from the field but then that rose bush is going to give you so much pleasure for many many years and we do get so many customers coming into Friars Roses and into the Blue Diamond Garden centres you know telling us that they have had this rose or it was given to them as a gift and it, you know it was to commemorate a special occasion or a, an event and it's such a sentimental plant it's not just like a, um, a seasonal one that you might pay a couple of pounds for it's a really special long um, plant
0: for the garden Jill it's great to speak to you today I look forward to speaking again certainly for Rose Festival Week if not before uh, and all the very best for the new year for everyone at Blue Diamond Oh
1: thank you very much Peter and thank you for having
0: us And my thought for this week comes from Sonal Coward uh, he's reported as saying work is much more fun and fun to be quite honest I agree with him I don't see it as work it's a way of life Uh, you need to get out in the fresh air grow something Uh, and I think with the falling value of the pound could well be worth growing a bit more of our own this coming few months Thanks again to Sutton Seeds of Torquay sponsors of this podcast and thanks to you for listening Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.